I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, and today it is such a gift to be here because we have the vibes from Nita Bhushan. Nita, how are you? I'm so good. Uh, it's Dr. <laughs> Nita Bhushan for those in the house. <laughs> Welcome. Oh my gosh, it's so awesome to be here. It is such a treat to have you here. Oh, it is such and, a treat and to such have an here. honor to be here. Hey, yo, don't gosh. say that. It is a blessing. For those that are gonna, you're going to find out a lot more about this woman. It's going to get really good over the next half an hour, 40 we'll, we'll, minutes. We'll have a lot of fun. Yeah. So those tuning into Nika for the first time, right? Just a quick little uh, background piece for you. Uh, Nita is a former dentist, right, turned educator. She's a self-proclaimed wellness geek and best-selling author of two books, right, Emotional Grit, and she also co-authored the new release, which is The Book of Coaching. Great little book, guys. Highly recommend it. Um, She left her million-dollar healthcare practice, pursue her now breakthrough research on leadership, empathy, and resilience. Can't wait to talk about resilience, which is endorsed by leaders and organizations all across the globe. Her unique perspective on human dynamics and behavioral psychology is inspired by lessons of resilience from her own early life as an orphan, and we're really going to talk about that. Um, she's a master NLP practitioner, trained in DISC and MBTI. She works with high performers, coaches, and entrepreneurs through an Accelerate program, which is a six-month intensive business incubator. She determines she, she's determined to crack the silly <laughs> for entrepreneurs and leaders alike through a new funny spoof series called The School of Grit, which is actually really, really entertaining. She really takes the... I'm just going to go ahead and say she takes the piss on a lot of things. It's, uh, it's, it's borderline confronting, but you're like, yeah, she just went there. Like, it's really amazing that you have that energetic vibe. To uh, it, yeah. I'm glad you said that. That's good. That's a good feedback. <laughs> so I think let's just start there, right? Like yeah. the, the energy of just keeping it lighthearted. 
Well, you know, it's it's one of the facets for you said resilience. It's one mm. of the facets for building resilience. Yeah. We take things so seriously. Mm. And if we, you know, we were just talking about being in the corporate cog or like the traditional matrix of the yeah. world. And that is a very serious pursuit, mm. you know, coming from uh, the lineage of becoming something in the traditional field, like a doctor or a dentist. Yeah. There was no room for play. <laughs> I <Yeah>. mean, <laughs> it's down, thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Let's memorize everything under the sun and more. And yeah. you, you feel or you find that um, when things get tough in life, mm-hmm. when stressors come up, when challenges come up, when adversity rises, if we take ourselves way too seriously, we're just going to burst. And we see that happening over and over and over again. And so this was my, I guess, uh, it was one of the callings that I had. And, and one of the gifts that I was so able to um, materialize this year and say, you know what? Let's step into that more. Let's let's give others, other entrepreneurs permission to also step into that silliness because... Yeah. We're all um, transforming, you know, humans and we're all elevating human potential. And what does that look like when you're actually just being silly and playful? And mm. and so, of course, this spoof series of the School of Grit TV came out. I love it because like entrepreneurs <laughs> are fundamentally creative, right? And just when you're having fun is like when you're most creative. Totally, like, totally. And totally. I, I absolutely adore just that, just that like you're bringing that awareness to the space because like you said, a lot of it is just it, like, it can be so intense, you know, it's like, uh, like how much am I going to make this month? What's going to happen with that? And like entrepreneurs can be really like intense to be around, you know, it's yeah. like money rules your whole life and you just don't focus on anything else. It and rules it's just like, everything. Yeah, you know, and it's, um, yeah. It, it can be really intense. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. And also the, you know, the success parameter has always been around how much do you make, mm. you know, and nobody really talks about, well, success being, you know, happiness, anything beyond or actually, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So now we're just, we're, we're, we're starting to crack the code in a very lighthearted way because, um, you know, humor brings so many people together. Okay, so this episode is definitely going to be a bit chop suey. <laughs> I really yeah. want to get into your story, yeah, but at yeah. the same time, there's just something that, like, you know, you talk about the parameters to happiness and how do I avoid that? And you know, like, how parameters to success, and then you mentioned happiness, and how do I skip over that, right? Mm. So, parameters to success, because. I definitely want to touch on happiness, but I obviously mm. know, like, I thought this was going to happen about 20 minutes into the episode, but here we are. Boom. <laughs> sort of love, like, your parameters for success you want to share. Yeah. Well, I actually have. I'm wearing it right now. It's one of, it's basically our our mantra, um, my husband and I, Ajit. And, uh, you know, it's really when you're coming from a place of your authentic truth. Mm. Honestly. Um, with intention to mm. just serve without yeah. any expectations and just from your heart. Because I think a lot of times, uh, and you know, we, we service a lot of entrepreneurs that are kind mm. of going through their journey. Um, 
in several different ways. And we work with a lot of coaches who are also serving a lot of people, mm. speakers, trainers, leaders, mm. um, you know, that kind of caliber. People like me. <laughs> <laughs> who are also doing amazing things in the world, right? Yeah. And I think that because we get so consumed with all of the things that we have to do, mm. all of the things that, you know, we need in order to build another business or what my next chapter is going to look like now that I've left you know, corporate or, you know, what is really my calling? We forget mm. to serve from a place of love. Yeah. And we even take our genuine gifts for granted because we're like, oh, that's not good enough. No, that's, mm. that's, no, I think I need to do more work on that. I need to get five more certifications <laughs> on that before I really share what my truth is. And yeah. you don't realize that what your unique gifts are, that's you serving love. Mm. That's you serving love on a daily basis with so much passion, with so much enthusiasm, with just no expectations because it's just coming from the heart. And I think that if more of us can drop into it, which is why it's become our mantra. Yo, love that mantra. <laughs> Borderline adopted myself. It's just like, that's the operating system now. I mean, it really can be an inspired evolution of our mm. next level of humanity. And that's, mm. I think that's, that would be that, you know, the greatest gift that we can give the planet. So. It's such a blessing. So how does like, okay, so let's, let's dive into it. Let's peel in. So where does one come from being a dentist, owning their practice and like, <laughs> Growing up, like, you know, with, like, an ethnic culture, right? And yeah. then, like, all of a sudden just going, nah, I'm just going to serve life. <laughs> you know? Like, can we, can we run through this story a little bit? Let's get some context here. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'd have to go back um, quite a few years. But so I was, I was born and raised in Chicago. Yeah. And, um, you know, two immigrant parents uh -huh. and my father was from India. Yeah. My mom was from the Philippines and, you know, they came to the U S for, you know, better life yeah, and yeah, they yeah. were, they wanted to live the American dream. And so I was, you know, first generation from immigrant parents that, uh, were working, you know, nine to eight PM daily. And I was the eldest of three. Mm -hmm. Um, I had two younger brothers. Nice. And so being the oldest, <laughs> such a decent amount of pressure right? in that, you know, it's right. just like, you put me right in the right spot. Thanks mom. <laughs> right. Paving the way being, yeah, being yeah, the black yeah. sheep. If, of as course. if the pressure from above wasn't enough. Right. Now it's like pressure from below <laughs> to lead as well. <laughs> Everything. So, you know, I actually, um, things kind of changed in my life because I had to grow up really fast. Mm. I, at 10 years old, we found out my mom had cancer and so that really started to shape and inform a lot of the lessons of resilience I teach now. And so it wasn't, it was, you know, 10 years old, I'm starting to make chai and like cooking for the family. My mom is really sick. My dad being a traditional Indian man doesn't really know how to cope with kind of losing his wife. Yeah. So lots of all of these dynamics there. And, um, you know, during my formative years, my adolescent years, my teen years, I ended up losing my mom at 16. And then I lost my brother at 17. And then um, my father again to uh, lung cancer at 19. So it was challenge, adversity, adversity, challenge to build resilience. <laughs> so entering my 20s, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going through this deep tunnel and this deep hole of 
I don't even know what to call it, but I have a younger brother that I've inherited who is 14 years old, who's kind of like my son at this point. Mm. And we had a very ambiguous relationship because, you know, um, he was so young and he had seen all of this tragedy and I had to really put on my parental figure, weird face while I was going through my teen years. So that really made my programming of educational success drive um, perfection, getting it all done. Mm. That was a huge weight on my shoulders. So I entered my twenties wanting to charge the world and saying, okay, no one's going to bring us down. We've got, you know, this Asian upbringing that's Mm. so rooted in education Mm. and monetary success that, um, you know, I, during my teen years, I was, I was hustling it out. I I had Mm. to serve my family first. So I had, you know, not one, not two, but three jobs to really Mm. support them. Um, as we were going through this very tumultuous, very crazy time, And, you know, so when I decided that I was like, okay, what is a, what does a Filipino Indian girl do in her career? Mm. Oh, she becomes either a doctor, dentist, Uh, or engineer. (laughs) So choose one of the four. You looked really far for that, didn't you? It was like, you really had to really find that. There was a lot of research went into that. Totally. totally. Okay. Okay, dentist. Aunties and uncles going, dentist, doctor, <laughs> engineer. Yes. Oh, you're at the worst. <laughs> yeah. and, and then you, you know, it's it's kind of like you have like the ghost of your parents, like, okay, yes. You know, it's like the yeah. mantra in your head, but it's like that programming of like when you're five years old or six mm. years old, just thinking, how can I make them proud? Of course. So that was that mantra that I led all up into my 20s when... Mm-hmm. Yes, shattered all of the traditional realms of success, Um, you know, became a dentist, not just a dentist, but a cosmetic dentist. Mm. And, um, you know, all of that was easy for me. Mm. The making money part, that was easy for me because Mm. I had to start very early Early on. And so all of that was was all fine. But Mm. what really was the turning point was, you know, it was um, I was 29 years old. It was December 31st. Uh, actually, no, 28 years old, <laughs> uh, December 31st. And I was looking at my mirror. I was in a five-story home at this point, um, living this dream life. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I had been married. 
Um, I had, you know, this million dollar practice on the outside. Aunties and uncles were, of course, praising me, yeah, yeah. all of these things. You telling know, all their kids. Telling all their are, kids. So they could be inspired Right, by exactly. You. Yeah. Well, follow Nita. Yeah. Look at what she's done. <laughs> Lots of pressure, you know, the pressure yeah. to be perfect, all of Gosh, those things. So intense. And, you know, for the first time in my life, that night, mm. I looked in the mirror and I'm sobbing and I'm sobbing uncontrollably. I have clothes everywhere. I'm in my master bedroom and I'm just standing in the mirror for the first time. I'm actually looking at my soul. I'm like, how, how the heck did you get here? Like, what are you actually doing? Who are you doing this for? Because what I realized was I was actually living a lie. I was in a very, very toxic relationship. Um, I wanted to recreate a family I'd lost. And so I was doing all of these things for, you know, the external world, the showcase, the fancy cars, the travel, all of those things. But I didn't know who I was. And so it was that evening where I said, okay, you've, you've, you've been doing everything up until your entire life for everyone else. Mm but you're not happy because from the outside, everything looked picture perfect. Yeah. But from the inside, it was, I was, I was spiritually dead, emotionally dead and just burnt out. Do you think it was the burnout that brought that reckoning along? Well, um, I'll be honest. I was in a very dangerous situation personally, mm. uh, in my relationship, which mm. kind of questioned everything. everything. Right. Um, and so in the following, you know, months and years to come for those first three months, I was living in and out of my BMW yeah, because right. I was so ashamed to tell my family. I was so ashamed to tell, you know, the, the team of doctors that I had in my office, you know, so it was, it was such a pivotal moment Mm -hmm. of, of strength Mm -hmm. because for the first time in my life, I can focus on me Mm -hmm. in, in that, you know, everything being shattered and in the years to come, I would, I would leave the profession. I would sell my practice Mm. that was flourishing and doing all sorts of whatever and I would focus on my own self-discovery journey. And, you know, and, and I think that was, you know, that December 31st was the biggest blessing, you know, anyone could ever give me. My ex-husband right. was the biggest blessing I could ever have right. to learn about self-love yep. and to learn how to then now serve love mm. uh, in different ways. Because, you know, in order to serve others, you need to serve yourself first. And I think that's the biggest journey we all can go through is Mm -hmm. especially coming from an Asian background where we're taught, okay, happiness comes from serving your family first, (laughs) you know? And, uh, so that was really, you know, the, the turning point of, okay, I started doing a lot of mentorship with, uh, females, lots of women's empowerment. I started Mm -hmm. a nonprofit. I was, I actually, um, my, my transition into entrepreneurship was becoming an angel investor, you know, at 29 years old, you have a lot of capital and and you see what you're you're going through on your own personal journey. Mm. I wanted to help other women build their enterprises. And I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know what coaching or consulting was. I just knew that the, the more I started to live my truth, the more I started to travel around the world and my geekiness of, mm. you know, uh, of research and exploration kind of were, were, were coming through. Mm. Um, 
it just took me to what, 45 different countries. And the more I got to see the different aspects of humanity, mm. that's when you realize, okay, we're, we all have similar stories. We all have similar journeys. We all have similar setbacks, failures, challenges. How do people resonate with that? How do people mm. cope with that? How do people actually turn from victim mm. to a thriver, which is what I talk about a lot now. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what brought me, brought me to, to where we are now. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing mm. that. It's really deep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, going from that victim to that thriver is just like a really, yeah, a really deep story in that. And obviously it's hard to um, skip over the idea of grit in mm-hmm. that and the amount of resilience you've just shared in your story mm-hmm. as well. So I'm not going to rob you of being able to introduce what grit is. <laughs> um, what is grit to you? Yeah, well, uh, it's the ability to grow, reveal, innovate, and transform. How good is that? It's, <laughs> it's already like grit and resilience, right? And then it's an acronym as well. I love your shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, parts of your life mm. and every single day, because every single day we get to choose. Mm. And I think that coming from that very fragile state, mm. Of, of being that victim and not really understanding our place. And, you know, as humans, when we go through certain instances in our life, um, we sometimes we don't realize how much of a gift there's in front of us mm. until we start to reflect back maybe a few years later or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, grit is really the, the tenacity to stick with something mm even when it is challenging, Mm. even when it is tough. And when I was doing my research, you Mm. know, for myself, but also for whatever was this next evolution of me, which was writing my first book. And it was really tying all of the pieces of my life and um, kind of, you know, a lot of the things we don't learn in school about empathy, about leadership, about, about resilience. Mm-hmm. And what was the number one characteristic that came up from all successful people around the world, whether they were in fortune, whatever companies, or they were head of their households or they were head of their communities was their ability to bounce back from adversity mm-hmm. and failure, which is actually resilience. And so that birthed this book that was really just in me mm. that I had done all this research for. And so that's another thing that I've been waiting to anchor in is like when you read Emotional Grit, this book is like mm. it's got reference after reference. It's, it's written by a doctor basically, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's really deep because it's talking about emotions and it's talking about a lot of like resilience, which can, you know, like on one level be like fluffy sort of stuff, right? Yeah. But with all the hard science that you drop into it and you quote mm. and you can go and read research all that <laughs> yeah. it really anchors it in you know and i really respect the work that you've done there mm, it's really amazing thank you yeah thank you sorry to interrupt you no <laughs> yeah no 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 yeah, i mean it was you know it, i think that merging both you know positive psychology behavioral psychology for me it was really trying to understand how human beings operate in the world mm. because 
I had to do that when I was really young. Really young, yeah. You know, seeing, okay, how can I make my mother laugh when she's going through chemo mm. at 10, 12, 14 years old? When she's in the ICU, what can we actually do? You know, yeah. it's, it's trying to decipher that from a very intuitive perspective. And then, of course, you know, the first profession of, of my life was, was, was dentistry, you know, yeah, started yeah. working in a dental office when I was 15 years old to help mm. with the family. It was one of the jobs that I did, but, but really being able to dive into the fears that people have. I mean, people are afraid of dentists, yeah, totally, <laughs> you know, you're, totally. yeah. coming in anxious and like, yeah. Already. So, so from those perspectives, because I, you know, I get always, I always get the question, um, do you have any regrets? You know, would, mm. would you have done, would you have done that? Yeah. And you know, nine times out of 10, absolutely. 1000%. There's mm. no question. There's no question at all, because I think that a lot of the things really, um, inform who you are, what your soul takes shape, what you're actually meant to be doing in the mm. world on so many levels. And sometimes the universe just tosses these lessons and it's really up to you to really be able to kind of grab those nuggets and run with it yeah. for the next phase of whatever you wish to be doing in your life. And so, so, um, so emotional grit really has been kind of this opening to emotional leadership, which mm. is, and, and resilience because, it's what the world is needing most with all of the, with, with where we are in today's time. And I often like think about this, you know, sometimes you come along these really potent messages and then the timing is just absolutely right. And I feel yeah. the same things like, do you just consider yourself consider, like really blessed? In the, <laughs> like, I know like it's hard to say that after like, obviously the context that we've just like, your story is mm. really wild. Um, but at mm. the same time being able, like having the values of serving love and then, you know, being able to share that with the context of what you've gone through, obviously anchors in your message, your service that much mm. deeper and like you can feel the heart in what you're doing. Um, and then now's the time that the world needs that, you know, it's like, more and more people like I think it was um Jack Ma like you know the the Alibaba and he goes the guy that runs Alibaba is always yeah he's like yeah like IQ's gone now <laughs> it's know? all about EQ yeah it's all about EQ and it's, it's all, all about, about the emotional quotient and your heart quotient now it's like because these are the only things that the artificial intelligence that's coming won't be able to compute right exactly. and exactly. so this is what it's all about and then you get a leader like yourself coming through with this potent message yeah. and this amazing context which really supports the vision for what's to come how does that like what's going on there mm. do you ever just marvel at that like you know and well it's i so i launched my book at a very pertinent time in the u.s we were going through a really crazy election two years ago uh-huh. and uh at the time i was working with a lot of leaders and you know the the idea of you know, um, this fear-based leadership yeah. of like, let's get it done. Let's go. No empathy. <laughs> and then you have the, the Dalai Lama saying, yeah. well, empathy is one of the key characteristics in this world mm. and being able to empathize with other people's resilience or where other people have come from. Yeah. That's the one thing that you can do for a leader. And, you know, the premise of the book is to create heart-centered leadership because we had gone so far from that Mm -hmm. within the political status of of where we were. And I'm not going to get into all of that, but, um, that climate was really 
fertile for this kind of a message. And, you know, since then we've been on this amazing roller coaster journey of peeling away at, okay, let's serve love. Let's, um, you know, drop into a more heart centered space. What does Mm. that look like? Well, how do you build resilience? What is grit? And of course Mm. I use grit in the book as an acronym, of course, um, because we really need to recognize our own path first Mm. in order to help other people recognize theirs. It just makes the most sense Mm. in the research that of course I, I came, uh, you know, to find. And now, you know, it's, it's the, the third evolution of this is to now add more play because Mm. we're, you know, there's, there's so much of this intensity happening. Uh, you have all of these, um, you know, we just found out loneliness is one of the biggest killers. Yeah. Loneliness, depression, suicide. And these are all kind of manifestations of negative emotions that are not taught to how to how to process and, yeah. how to how to forgive how to reflect how to remove mm. um and of course that can relate to manifesting disease in in the body mm. and so um so we're really really excited of of where where we're at at this juncture in so time <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um it's really it's really a gift to to yeah to just be able to sit with the depth of conversation mm. that we can have based on you know like everything that you guys have gone through and it's um it's interesting because this this essence of play so you know like again and again i think something that we're going to have to keep coming back to is context just because it's such a deep deep um I guess your message is really potent, but the mm. context when like it just anchors that in so much deeper and almost wish it wasn't so, but it really is the case, yeah. right? And so yeah. deepening in that that <laughs> anchor for play, right? So Nita went and married a G like is it eight times now or is it we seven? Did. <laughs> we, did. Well, we we were gonna we were gonna get we were gonna get married in Greece actually and make it nine, but it's been yeah. eight. <laughs> So there is, there is a, there's a, there's she a, there's been a love married nine story. Times just to it's not like she's like in an indoctrinated culture and she has to be married yeah. to someone to like really be really good friends with them. She's married the same person. Eight times. <laughs> Eight times. <laughs> but what a person, guys. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting because for, for those listeners that are, that are listening, uh, that have had, you know, gone through something very tumultuous and just crazy there's light again and that light is so beautiful when you just recognize who you are as a human being and when uh, uh, my co-creator now in life Ajit uh, when we met and uh, we met at you know some of the same events that you and I Mm. met at and so um, this was kind of a seed that was dropped uh, five years ago Uh and we didn't really get to uh, connect until, you know, maybe two years into knowing each other. And, um, and yeah, you know, when you're, when, when you're ready and when you're open to loving yourself, mm-hmm. you know, the whole world kind of co-conspires to actually kind of make that happen for you. And so, uh, we got married in all different parts of the world, <laughs> you know, starting with, we're in Tallinn, Estonia, yeah. starting with uh, Tallinn, Estonia, where we got these amazing um, union symbols. Oh. Yeah. And the, the premise of the symbol is to 
um, to serve infinite love to each other, but with the capacity to go through the dark and the light times of life, always moving forward with, oh. the, with the potential for growth. So there's a space for growth here. And always interconnected. Yeah. <laughs> so, and for those of you watching on YouTube, there it is. Yo. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that, you know, this second time around uh, for both of us, because mm. uh, he had also been in a long-term relationship as well, um, we were very intentional. Mm. We were very intentional. We wanted to play like kids and our highest values were serving love and and play. So talking about intentional, these are the, this is the couple that will go away, put themselves on a retreat, just the two of them, and just rash and riff over like values and like what it is they really want to do and stuff like serve love comes to the primary surface, but they'll spend like they'll incubate themselves with each other to really figure out yeah. what's going on. So for three to four days, yeah, yeah, at yeah a time. We, do <laughs> we do it twice a year. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think it's, it's so important, especially if you want to deepen any sort of relationship, whether it's a personal relationship, love relationship, um, friendship or business mm. partnership, you know, the depth of that, um, of, you know, turns into what you wish to create. Yeah. And for us, it was so important for us to create a foundation, um, because I, I knew I wanted to step into working with and being with mm. and, you know, living life with, you know, uh, a life partner. Mm. And so that's, uh, yeah. So we, 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 we did one ceremony at Burning Man mm. and, um, of course one for our families in Mumbai and, mm. and, and one, you know, we, we, we did a very uh, spiritual ceremony with cacao actually Yo. as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's three. She's not giving the other one away. Did you see that? Did you see that? There's still, there's still five more we've got to get out of there. So maybe, maybe get in touch with her after the episode, find out more. <laughs> but yeah, I absolutely, again, you know, like again and again, the context of that, you know, like really going from, you know, really like the the depth of um the intensity of stuff that you went through and then like now finding that plate and then for me again just there's an there's an even deeper message in that about like just busting through like stuff that doesn't like the higher like the, doesn't the matter archaic system yeah. of like marriage i can only get married once it's right. gonna be to the right person and it's like found the right person marry me again and again and again and again like so you know, and i feel like that's something that when you meet yourself energy and like face value you you just see you know like two people that are very like assimilated very like that, that, that like <laughs> obviously heaps of fun to interconnect with but then your values are like really deep and like you've really challenged a lot of conventional thought mm-hmm. um obviously yourself you know being the analytical one and obviously ajit has that nature as well and you guys have really peeled back a lot of the stuff that society tells us that really is it's just construct Totally. It's, it's contrary to keep you in a box. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, be, being so aware of that or woke or whatever we want to call it, mm-hmm. um, you know, gives you the ability to really check yourself because, you know, for us, um, you know, like I said, one of 
one of our ceremonies was just getting a tattoo, yeah. but that was a symbol that meant so much to us. Of course. And, you know, I think that we can think of, um, uh, you know, being intentional in our own lives mm-hmm. in different ways and how you can, how can you bring that magic to your relationships, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever they are, uh, to make it that more meaningful and special. Yo, oh. love it. <laughs> so in throughout, like grow, reveal, innovate, transform. Yeah. So this, like, I can see that, like, for me, I'm, I'm fascinated by this because I can see that your life generally goes on a meta level this way as well, right? Like, so you initially grow yeah. and then you reveal parts of, like, what your growth was and then you, you know, you innovate and then you transform that again and, like, you keep, I can almost see that that would be this cyclic thing. It's cyclical. It's cyclical. You never stop um, you know, you never stop growing and you never stop within the cycle. You never stop within the seasons of life. Mm-hmm. We have different seasons of where we are, um, different phases. Mm-hmm. You know, right now I'm, I'm six months pregnant yeah. and we're, we're, <laughs> we're expanding our family. And I think that, um, for any so of we're you, growing. <laughs> we're growing, we're growing, we're growing and transforming at the same time. Um, you know, if you are building your, your EQ or your self-awareness, the first part is to be open to growth, you know, and, and when we, when we talk about growth or growing, it's, it's, you got to be open. If you're closed to it, nothing is going to change. You're going to keep going in the same circles. Uh, and so, and then the next level of that is, okay, when you're ready to reveal, you're ready to accept where you are, where, where you are on this, on this platform. Mm -hmm. I accept that I'm not happy in my current job or I'm not happy in my current situation. I'm not happy where I am. And so from that point, from that state, uh, you can start to innovate. Mm. And when you innovate, uh, which is the third level of grit, you mm. know, it, it really is to take action. Mm. Um, or sorry, it's to commit, it's to commit to take action. So if you're ready to change, because change is really a part of life, we're constantly evolving. And, you know, it first takes the hardest step is to be open to that growth. When you're open to that growth, then you can accept where you are and then you can innovate Mm -hmm. so that you can commit to Mm -hmm. a particular change. And then the last part is is the transformation mm-hmm. because you've already done those steps mm-hmm. in order to, okay, now we're ready to take action. What That's do I need good. to do? Do I need to put in my resignation? Do I need to start the podcast? Do mm-hmm. I need to um, apply for a TEDx or, or whatever, um, you know, uh, work with my business partner on the next five years of whatever we want to create together mm. or just start the process of writing your book. Mm. Um, but you know, that, that is, it, of course it is, it is cyclical and you couldn't have said it in a more beautiful mm. fashion. So my questions are just to try and support those that are listening then how, um, what is, in your opinion, the best way to initially, like, open? Mm, mm. Like, I know there's a myriad of ways of going about yeah. it. But what, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that we judge ourselves so much. Mm. And the judgment of our self-critic, our self-talk, mm. limits what we are capable of doing. Mm. You know, I always say, you are your biggest block. Mm. Always. 
So if you are your biggest block always in, in starting new things in doing new things in getting things done, mm. then you will have to surrender to whatever that fear is in order to be open to growing. So we need to surrender to whatever that fear is mm. that could be holding us back, whether it's fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of worthiness, fear or fear of inadequacies. We're, we're just going deep. What you're suggesting is weaving into the fear, right? Yeah, because the first part is being aware of the fear. Mm. You know, so many times we, we do things, we do things, we do things, but we have no idea where some of the... Um, some of the, the, the judgment in ourselves, the critic, the, the, the tension in our bodies, like we don't even know where that's coming from. We just do it anyways, mm. or we distract ourselves with food and other enhancements and, yep. and things like that to distract ourselves so we can get it done. Mm. But if we put, if we pay more attention where that fear is coming from, why we're procrastinating to get a particular thing done, why we're procrastinating to quit that lousy job where you hate and you keep going to day after day, mm. um, then you'll never really actualize your fullest potential. So in order to even just be open to growth, it's, it's to really look behind it and say, wow, okay, I'm going to surrender into this fear. Mm. What does that fear look like? I mean, you could write this down right now. What is that fear that I'm so afraid of? To give people some context for me, um, just last year, you know, I was, I'd been debating leaving my job for about two years at that point. Right. And my biggest fear, and I just realized that. That was my fear, you know, it was like uh, this fear of security, security, uh, uncertainty, basically. I had so much security in my job and it paid really well. And I was like, where, like, these are some of the best opportunities ever. Little side note that when you leave your job, now you're overwhelmed with opportunities. Oh, yes. (laughs) But they don't tell you that. They're like, oh, you've got this amazing job, this amazing opportunity. I remember that fear. Like, I remember that state. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really profound because something you said was accept and commit. And I, um, you know, I really want to talk about acceptance. But um, this, this was really profound for me personally when it was just like the actual definition of courage came to me. You know, because I thought I thought you were meant to live life fearlessly. Yeah. You know, and I thought courage was fearlessness, mm. um, and it wasn't. You know, to be courageous is to is to have fear, mm. but take action anyway. Yeah. You know, like in the yeah. face of fear, that's actual courage. That's so true. And um, and when I heard that, I was like, oh snap! Like this is like ding, I can ding, feel ding. the fear. And this is what it means to be courageous, to show up as like, that's in, not even in need of a better word, but like, let's call it a warrior in today's yeah. society, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, so I'm going to have to take the courage to show up the way that I need to be, to mm-hmm. pull the plug on what I have known is not serving me, but I'm just afraid of leaving it. Right. And it was such an intense process, mm. but then just meditating on what courage actually meant, like really just disseminating that mm. was huge. So I totally understand what you're saying about being that openness and moving like up just appreciating your fears for what they are and then i think that's a nice little segue into acceptance right so so good so good because when you are open Mm. to those fears and you take action anyways then you're actually able to accept your current reality yeah what does your reality look like right now okay i'm overweight by 20 pounds 
I'm in this toxic relationship. I have no idea what I'm going to do next. And that is terrifying. Yeah. Or I have too many ideas and I don't know how to pick one. And that's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. It's intense. (laughs) It sounds like a blessing, but it's also quite intense. (laughs) And I, and I think that with that awareness, we are able to accept where we are because from that place, doesn't matter how high or how low that place is of acceptance. Mm. We can then now reveal new parts of ourself that's willing to emerge simply because you just gave yourself permission to accept where you are. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Sounds easy. Isn't it? Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's almost that self-love piece kicking in a little bit as mm. well, right? Totally. Totally. Being able to decipher what you like what your non-negotiables are Mm. what your boundaries are Mm. this is all part of accepting who you are Mm. you know so many times we're blinded by you know social media and what that person's doing what that person's doing what that person's doing we don't realize okay i'm on my journey Mm. i'm on my journey right now i'm here and now i'm just starting out my show my podcast my writing my coaching business, whatever that is, especially if you're starting out a new, um, entrepreneurial endeavor, you know, these are the types of things that, that I get to hear a lot. And, uh, you know, but you want to be here (laughs) right away. Everyone wants to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking action. (laughs) Everyone wants to be at the top of the mountain right away. And, and, you know, we, we, we do this with celebrities or people who we think that we idolize who have made it, Mm. but we don't realize that, you know, greatness is not built overnight. Mm -hmm. Greatness is built in the long haul. And for Mm. those who have left corporate, who have left their, you know, successful, jobs or careers, you know, you, you went like, you went over one peak Mm. of a mountain and now you're going back down that peak, but who's to say that next peak that you're supposed to reach, that might be higher. Probably is. And and it is because you wouldn't have left the other one if you weren't courageous enough to start the next next, one. And, you know, I think that so many people want to scale that mountain like (laughs) yesterday, (laughs) Yeah, but we need to accept those parts of ourselves because otherwise you will run into burnout. You will mm. run into, you know, paradox of choice because there's so many things running at you and to really enjoy the journey mm. of what that looks like, but really allow yourself and give yourself permission. And I think, um, we're so excited and passionate to get it done mm. that we don't really, uh, take the time to say, okay, okay, this is where I'm at. And that's actually okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that wisdom, <laughs> sister. Thank you so much for anchoring that in. So to commit makes sense. To take action from that space makes a lot of sense. For those that are like inhibited from taking action, mm-hmm. um, any advice? Like I know you guys have been super supportive, even just for me, like just having that anchor and just like just go out there and, and, and share love, like, you know, just <laughs> literally serve love, serve love. And that for me has been like such an empowering like action statement, you know, mm. it's just like more like all this idea of like it's got to be like this or it's got to look like that and it's got to be like this. And it's like, man, that's so mental and so heady in the constructs. But as soon as you drop into 
it's going to get woo-woo, but as soon as you drop into the heart, right, and it's just like let's just share love, right, so let's just serve love, it just becomes so easy. It's just like just do whatever you would want to do yeah, and then you just share from that. So can we have a little bit of a taking action and yeah, what that means? Yeah, yeah. So, so for those not so woo-woo, uh, <laughs> what we're talking about is we talked a lot about serving love and, and what that actually means because I get this a lot, mm-hmm. you know, uh, So it really is service, Mm -hmm. service first, Mm -hmm. service first without any expectation. And when you're giving value, when you're driving value without expectation Mm -hmm. on the other side, um, there's so much, there's so much that you can learn about yourself. There's so much you can learn about your skills. Uh, there's so much you can learn about the other person Mm -hmm. and that gives valuable feedback, whether you're building a business or trying to figure out what your next passion is, it comes from that value. What value are you going to give? And so, you know, um, this happens a lot when, uh, when let's say for instance, if I'm coaching speakers or people that want to be on stage, um, or want to share their story or their message in a big way. So, they get crippled because, you know, public speaking is one of the biggest fears, right? And so the idea, and this is a great example because maybe some of you are listening to this and I say public speaking and you're like, (laughs) but you have such a message to share. So in this primal example, um, you have to think of, okay, if there's one person in that audience, just that one person that will benefit from what you are sharing, then you are just talking to that person. Mm-hmm. You are, you're sharing your story with so much value, with so much love, with so much heart, with so much passion, with so much enthusiasm that that person walks away with, um, you know, all of the goodness that you're giving. So this is just an example of, of, changing your mindset into, Mm. okay, I'm just going to focus on that. I'm not going to focus on, oh my gosh, I'm up on stage. How do I look? Am I going to fall on my face? Am I going to forget what I'm going to say? You know, there's, there's all those fears, Mm. all of those fears that block you Mm. from of course taking action. Now the same type of fears will, you know, come up when you're trying to start a business or when you're wanting to leave a job, you've got one Mm. foot in and one foot out. Um, but what value add Mm. are you going to actually serve? I like how grounded you put that. So thank you. Like that was such Mm. a beautiful metaphor because even like, I think it's really easy to identify that. Like everything you were saying, like, what about this? What are they going to think? How do I look? Where are that's and then this is why I was being all we were about it because that <laughs> that sounds like mental chit chatter all know, all the time, and we all have that, right? But then when you anchor in, like, just connect with that one person that really you just like what like they maybe really need to hear what it is that you have to share because they can relate to your journey, your story, and you know. I remember when I like for me, I struggled. My biggest challenge was I struggled with depression for five to seven years, mm. and sitting in the sitting in the um in the psychologist's office and being diagnosed with this, mm-hmm. it was it was a double-edged sword. Like, obviously, you're being diagnosed with something, but as soon as she labeled it um, as depression, it was just like... And then she said, it's okay. Many people have this. Mm-hmm. I realized just, like, how much that just took... It didn't even just take pressure out of the kettle. It just opened up the lid, and it was just like steam just started flowing out. Totally. It was just like the pressure started leaving because it was like, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm not alone. It's completely normal to feel like this. There are other people that are going through this. Mm. And I think when you anchor into that intention of just like sharing your story because other people can relate, you know, so and they, there's something in there. It's just such, so refreshing to feel that connection and in it together. Mm. Okay. In transformation, I like, I'm conscious of the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I talk to you forever. I know, I know. I want to be conscious. Um, of the but time. yeah, so <laughs> transformation. Um, is there a standout transformation? I know you've, your, your, st- your story has been a lot, but is there a, is there a story of transformation that you really want to share that for yourself? Um, oh wow, so many. Yeah, oh, wow. so many. I think <laughs> the author of grit and cycles. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. many, and and of course, you guys heard heard my story. Uh, you know, I, I think that it is that hero's journey, mm. right? Joseph Campbell talks about it yeah. so much. Of um, you know, wherever you are at right now Hmm. you know we are always going to be evolving and we're always going to have uh so many different facets and phases and seasons of Hmm. our lives um where uh you know you may think that um you know there's despair desperation hope is gone i um I mean, I, I can share a story of a, of a friend client who was going through a, a really rough time. Nothing bad has ever happened in her life. So she says, right. And, um, you know, two beautiful kids married, all of these things, you know, getting into her forties. And, um, one day her husband just drops dead, leaving her with two kids. And so I'm sharing this as an example of, you know, there can be different seasons of our life. Mm -hmm. And for her now, talking with her six months into the process of grieving and trying to make sense of everything, because there's no reason um, he wasn't sick. He was, he was healthy. Just, he was ready to transition. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she said that day, a part of me died. Yeah. But now there's this new aspect of me that's born. Mm. So if we can kind of take that as a metaphor of, you know, there are aspects of yourself that are willing to be birthed right now. Yeah. And what does that transformation look like for you? Mm. Um, you know, when we leave a job, that's a rebirth. When we leave a relationship, that's a rebirth. When we uh, decide we want to take action and start our, our business, even though we're scared, we're, we're scared shitless, mm. that's a rebirth. So, and that's part of that whole transformation. What is it? What is it going to be for you? And what does that look like for you? Because for every person, you know, it is that hero's journey is to really pay attention to that, not be a victim, but how do you survive and then thrive as a result? Because, uh, you know, this is the beautiful journey of life that we're, that we're on. And that's how we inspire evolution. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Like, Nita, not just for mm. not just for showing up today and obviously sharing your wisdom and, like, I'm grateful for that and so is everybody else listening into this. Mm. But also, like, 
again, and we touched on this lightly in the podcast, but just, you know, you showing up so presently with the context of your life and then finding the gems of your life so you can actually serve humanity and serve love through that. Um, just watching from a meta level, there is just so much to learn from you and mm. so much to be taken on in that. And then, you know, you've consciously gone ahead and created these little gems like, you know, Emotional Grit and the Book of Coaching and now Grit TV as well. And it's nice and playful. And it's been really now to really understand the journey and like why, where all the inspirations are coming from. So I really want to extend gratitude into your past as mm. well for everything that you've shown up with. Thank you. And just, you know, really gratitude for the future as well because I know you're doing amazing, amazing work and <laughs> I'm really grateful for where it's all going and just mm. blessings on the journey. And uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amra. This has been such a wisdom gem-filled hour. (laughs) (laughs) And so much fun in the process. My last question, and by no means my least question, is um, beyond the skin suit, beyond the title, beyond all the stories, um, who is Nita? Yes. Uh She loves to dance. Nice. Nice. She loves to dance. She loves to explore and adventure and and play. Yo, that's so poetic and beautiful. So much flow in that. <laughs> love it. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing. And yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Amrit. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, for those so wanting fun. to uh, drop into Nita, what's the easiest way to get in touch with you? Yeah, um, everything is on nithabushan.com. And if Can you, you spell that for those Yeah, listening? yeah, sure. It's N E E T A B H U S H A N. Dot com. You can also look at schoolofgrit.tv, schoolofgrit.tv, and that'll direct you to, to Heaps everything. Heaps of fun stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> transformation can be fun. <laughs> totally, totally. Awesome. Thank you so much for everything. Hey, tribe. Thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of the Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health, and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is www.amrit-sandu.com. You can leave me a message or a comment. It's one of my highest values to connect, so I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook, Amrit Sandu. And if the content has been resonating with you, you can help the Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to the Inspired Evolution, or the Facebook page, like that please, at the Inspired Evolution, or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an Apple device. And also, if the Inspired Evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you, or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level, you can head on over to www.amrit-sandu.com to see how the Inspired Evolution can help you and your team thrive. Much love, tribe. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.